Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom. You can find me on Instagram at John Hogaboom. And today I am joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio. First off, we have my lovely co-host who's celebrating a birthday today. Saul Thompson. I, I've said it before on the podcast. I hate my birthday. Anyway, you can find me on Instagram at Saul Thompson. Happy birthday, Solly. Thank you. It's been a lovely day. I just got to spend some some great quality time with my girlfriend. I had some dinner with the family. Uh, it was a nice What'd day. You have? I f- took a long nap. Spaghetti and meatballs. One of Classic. my favorite meals. It's it's Classic. incredible. My mom made um, uh, eggplant meatballs. So I guess they're vegan. Ooh. I was trying to think eggplant of parm cheese. is probably my favorite Italian food. It's delicious. They were- great though i don't know how my mom does it but she makes it like a little bit creamy i think she does something with the pasta water and then also Mm. i don't know what she does but like she's got the magic she does i i'm convinced that nothing i could ever make give me the exact same recipe same ingredients everything could never cook anything as well as my mother oh i'm in the same boat yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) you have to like have children and then you can cook as well as your mother yep so uh give it about 10 years yep Saul, we are not alone in the podcast studio today. Would you like to introduce our very special guest? That I would. We have none other than, pardon me, while I, I I have something prepared and I, I, I'd like to have it up. Of course. Just, just so I could be an, an extra professional. However, my computer is deciding to act up. Um, I don't know why. However, this week we have none other than fellow podcast host, writer, style icon, innovator in the world of shoes, throwing fits, failing upwards alum, dropcast co-host, what even our other podcasts, Mule Boys Maestro, published writer twice, but we'll take his word for it, former trend forecaster for WGSN, former deputy style editor for Complex, and has held other positions that were too lazy to continue copying from his website. He's a certifiable jack of all trades in the industry, but certainly not a master of none. He likes sneakers, he likes mules, he likes cause, but we'll comment on that later. And hopefully, we'll like speaking with two man children about fashion. (laughs) Without further ado, welcome, Gian DeLeon, to the Pair of Kings podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, I I would amend that. I'm a retired podcaster these days. Okay. Okay. You know, you're never truly out of the game because here you That's are. True. That's true. It's the allure of the game. Keep calling my name, right? So Jay-Z said. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Pair of Kings podcast. We're very happy to have you. Uh, former competitor. Just kidding. I don't think Dropcast was, I think the Dropcast had come to an end. When you know, you know, you know rising tide lifts all boats is what I always used to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautifully, Beautifully said. Um, but welcome, of course, to the podcast very excited to get into this we have some spectacular questions if we do say so ourselves that we wrote up i mean you, you. clearly did your research um, we did you know i'd like, like to think that soul spent his birthday dinner reading my uh, bio off my website and <laughs> yes. feverishly typing that out on speaking notes. of i went over your website before this needs a couple updates not gonna lie you know what's funny is that um, it's super bare bones. And then I saw, I, I, I don't know, for some reason it was on some Google site about like uh, advice for freelance design, like freelance uh, website designers, something like that. And then they, they used my site in an example. And then they were like, man, this guy's site is so bare bones. He must be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. And I was like, I mean, you know, they're not wrong. 
they're absolutely not i'm I'm kidding but you know it was just so funny because i I did not know it came off that way it just was just me being you know as efficient as i could with square space and just being like sure this is here's everything you sort of need to know in a nutshell but and that's what people take away from it sure there you go this is more and that crushed velvet jacket that you have on is spectacular oh thanks yeah it's like uh one of the supreme teddy jackets from ages ago nice it's like a fleece trucker supreme outerwear is great oh yeah i have the cow print velvet one from a couple seasons ago and i absolutely love it yeah i think supreme got overhated for a while just because it was 100 and people ignored the the t-shirts or sorry they focused too much on the t-shirts shrek t coming soon are are you copying tomorrow it's tomorrow am i yeah are all of us yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to get the Argal Polo. Nice. Okay. I I just love like you know I hate to I hate to be that guy, but yeah, it's like I still wear some of their quote unquote low key pieces. Like I I, I live oh, in their knit polos. They make just, moves in silence. Great. Uh, no, I actually wore that. I, I wore a Supreme. I wore one of the old Supreme uh, knit polos with like mm. this insane, not insane, but it was like it's very like Greenpoint, uh, Sergio Tacchini, kind of. Tony Soprano mobster type feet. <laughs> I wore that to Sopranos Con and everybody's like, oh my God, that shirt's sick. So it was clearly plain to the audience. Um, <laughs> and I wore it under a track suit. So it's just definitely like, you know, watch as many Saints in Newark trailer once. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of outfits, let's start it off the classic pair of Kingsway and can we get a fit check? Yeah, sure. Um, so of course I'm rocking some mules. Got, As am I. Uh, I got the Louis Vuitton Easy Mules. They're like half Doc Martin, half like Mule. Um, it's pretty. They're pretty wild. That was a crazy impulse buy. And then, wow. um, hidden hidden socks. Very rare. You're with, privy to those. I see those a lot on your Instagram. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, I'm a friend of the brand, so to speak, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, and the 316 CS uh stone washed and black so it's, like, it's hard to find wash black jeans there and then these these hit uh and then uh what's uh, a whale's bonner sweater vest very nice yeah so it's from the new collection it's like a chenille in the, the sort of rasta colors that she often revisits uh and then just like a white t-shirt excellent solid fit yeah absolutely the the louis mules are quite enticing how many mules do you think you have in your collection if you had to guess um oh easily like over 40 wow yeah and i just got two mule farms last week yeah so it's, it's a veritable stable do you get mules. plugged a lot on on mules i due do to the the page okay yeah 100%. you're you're the flow team captain if people don't know <laughs> it's the first mate I, yeah yeah <laughs> flow team first mate not not, not captain i think there's there's definitely people that get more flowed than I do, but um, I'm, I'm really fortunate that, you know, post ice not, I'm still on flow team at, at certain places on the certain people. And that That's actually nice. surprises me. Yeah. It's about the man. For, for anybody listening, I've assumed Gian's job at a uh, high snob. Don't look it up, but I am just trust me. Yeah. Um, hit my <laughs> DM. Me too. Saul Thompson on Instagram. Yeah. We send us it. cool stuff. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why else would anyone start a fashion podcast? Love these guys. <laughs> that's a spectacular fit Saul would you like to yeah. run through the birthday yeah, fit sure 
yeah um I, i'm i'm you know it's it's late I'm, I'm heading to bed but i just wanted to wear something comfortable i've got a pair of of socks they've got a uh like a big old ugly salmon on them um nice. like a sockeye salmon um oh, i, I have a pair of yeah um daiwa pure 39 uh it's from their new collection um it's the six pocket um sweatpants thank you to connor aka musty bitch for sending these to me um they were sold out everywhere they were the one piece from the first drop that i really wanted those are the super wide leg ones right they're not i i don't know if you can see but they're not like they're almost like boot cut but they're huge and i got them in a large because i was like i'm worried that they're going to be small um they're awesome like they fit perfectly they've got a little drawstring like zero complaints um i think they're the most comfortable pair of pants that i own what brand is that again it's called daiwa pure 39 so there's a fishing brand, fly fishing brand called Daiwa. Um, and two years ago in 2019, I think they started with fall winter. They started making like fashion forward fly fishing gear mm-hmm. um, as like a subsidiary. And it got really popular in Japan. Like it sells out very day quick. Of, day after. Yeah. yeah. But I found it a month and a half ago and I'm, I'm pushing a little longer than that. I feel like it's been a heavy topic of the pod for the past couple months. Maybe. God, time goes quickly then. Time flies um, when you're copping Johns. That's so it's true. Like, it's like north to east 16 or whatever. Uh, south to west. The opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, opposite. it's like, uh, yeah, like sort of like that. It's, it's, I'd say like south to west eight if they discovered Gore Tex. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's right up there. I'm trying to push. It's like, it's like Mont Bell meets Orvis kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm trying to push what I call lore core, but just dress thing like you're about to go fly fishing at all times. Because um, I love fishing, and I think that fishing has gotten a horrendous rap from dudes and deep sea fishermen. You know, oh, you got to read David Coggins' book then. It's like all about it. What the the terrible deep sea fisherman? No, he had a book. He has a book called The Optimist that just came out. It's like literally about his love of fly fishing. Oh, sick. Okay, I recently got a book. Um, uh, it's called something, something I, I can look it up, but it sounds it's a crazy book. Yeah. Really cool. It's in my car. I haven't started it, but it's supposed to be all about fly fishing and I'm very excited to read it. But, um, yeah, I, I also want to try Tenkara fishing, which is a little bit different, but essentially the same thing. Well, well, well you missed the opportunity to get the, uh, collaborative Supreme Tenkara. Oh, reel. the one that's going for 400, $500. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I don't like think that. I'm too heavily on that. insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one had the supreme yeah. tax and then some. That's crazy. So Tenkara, yeah. I mean, I, it, it just looks like the whole practice of that is you just sort of put the reel in the water and then you sort of yeet the fish out. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's I, as as correct as you could basically get. So, like both fly and Tenkara, the a lot of the hooks don't have barbs or the barbs are really small, and so to set them, you essentially just have to rip it into the fish's mouth. And so the second they bite, you just, I guess yeet is the best word. You pull as hard as you possibly right, can. Yeah. And try and yeah, set that. That's from the Latin term. Yeet it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just try and set it as hard as you can. So, you know, whatever you can do, uh, I guess, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great time. And I live up in the Northeast. I, you know, I go to school in Connecticut and, one of the best fly fishing areas in the world, apparently, or in the in the U.S., I should say, is in like 40 minutes north of me. So I've yet to check it out, but I'd love to. Um, 
yeah, moving on up, I have a very old American Express tea um, from like 2000 and something. And it just says, do more American Express. It was like $10. And I was like, yeah, why not? It's got holes everywhere, but I sleep in it every day. So I don't know. I It's the most comfortable t-shirt I own. I love it. Here we go. And then I have a hat from our good friend, Billy Rushman. He has a brand called Making Friends at College. And it's uh, like a, what you call it? Like camouflage color base. And it's got a mm-hmm. little peace sign and denim embroidered onto it. So good stuff. Yeah. I'm just, I'm over here being comfortable. No sense to, I don't know, injure myself, sweat. I don't know what it is in this room. I podcast in. I'm sitting underneath essentially like two and a half floodlights. So I just burn up if I got to have the good lighting in. for an audio medium where we don't show our faces. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You got to look as good as possible to the, the two other guys who are doing the podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of looking good, I'm going to round out the fit check. Do it. Um, I also, I have a special pair of mules for the mule boy himself um of course i have the the pot i consider stocks. myself more of a mule man okay my apologies my apologies for the mule what man was the himself. what was the mule mitzvah did you did you have that ceremony to mark the transition uh yeah that's when we cut the back off the shoe and turned okay. it into a mule <laughs> but i have the pod and stocks which is the birkenstock boston's that i typically wear every pod episode but i have another pair of mules that i actually haven't worn yet before today that i had to break out just for Gian. Um, it is a pair that I found on some resale account on Instagram. I'm not going to plug them because they were too expensive as it was, <laughs> but uh, it's a pair of Babes de Mules, uh, oh, black nice. and white in, in a size 12, which is already hard to find for Babes to anything, but uh, very excited about those. Not, those are sick. Not something that you find every day. So no, no end of it brings out something special for the mule man himself appreciate um, it of course and then uh, on the legs pair of patagonia baggies in uh, dark slate blue uh on the top i have an online ceramics t-shirt i believe it was a collab with gq last summer uh, if i'm not mistaken oh yeah when they did the gq merch yeah yeah, yeah it's it's that t uh i have a craig green harness shirt in like a olive green and red plaid uh that i got from the dover street sale a couple of weeks ago oh, yeah, and, it's from the spring collection right yeah it's really nice yeah. um i mean i would never pay retail for it but i got it for like 80 percent off so can't be mad at that there you go and uh a necklace that i actually made i took a glass oh. bead making class and i made this little number out of like turquoise and ivory colored glass and the turquoise actually when it heat reacts it turns red around the edges. So it's got, a, Oh, actually. Yeah. It's got That's a, crazy. like a brick red. Um, so, so does it, it double up, like a chillum or. Well, as of right now, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a little thing that I made like nine, the first session and 11, the second. So Gene, if you want to get plugged flow team <laughs> of a bead made by John Hogaboom, you know, happy to send one out. For sure. Uh, uh, and then a bracelet that my mom made. Um, oh, the sentimental, sentimental drip. Shout out to mom if you're listening. Um, but yeah, that's the fit. And on that note, we're going to get right into the questions. Sure. First off, classic starter question. Gian, how are you and what has quarantine been like for you? Uh, I'm great. You know, I mean, quarantine, it's, it's you know, sort of double-sided. Like 
I'm in New York, so it's kind of uh, as back to normal as it can be. Of course, mm-hmm. people are being more precautious with the variant, but you know, it's I'm going to the office a couple times a week, um, and you know, I've been eating out in like restaurants and stuff like that. So it's been pretty normal um, lately. You know, I'm still taking precautions and fully vaxxed and all that. Same. Um, but you know, still trying to play it as safe as possible. Although uh, last night I did end up at a insane dinner where with magicians and like David Blaine showed up and it was just what? the most random casual. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. My Wednesday night. <laughs> what did you guys do? Oh, you know, I went to bed at a uh, nine 30. Oh, cool. I had a uh, dinner with David Blaine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. It was, it was like one of those random New York nights that had, yeah. that, you know, hasn't happened in a while. And so, you know, as people were getting out of quarantine, it's like those were the first signs of normalcy where like when you were walking around the block, you would run into people and then say hi. And when you started seeing more familiar faces, I was like, okay, so things are kind of coming back. And then last mm-hmm. night was just like the most random thing. Um, one of my homies, Mike, uh, he's NY doorman on Instagram I was like, yo, you got to come to this dinner. Um, so I went to this dinner. He's like, there's, there's going to be magicians. And I'm like, okay. And then apparently the magician <laughs> awesome. there was this guy named Aussie wind who, if you go to his website, like Aussiewind.com, his like bio is like my favorite magician. And the quote is from David Blaine. <laughs> David Blaine showed up and it was just the most insane thing because he introduced himself he toasted the room with somebody else's wine glass and then he took a bite out of the wine glass oh which is something that he does i suppose it's like oh my gosh he like ate the glass um but yeah you know i i left believing in magic like actually you you see you see all that stuff on like youtube and like Mm -hmm. you know you see the reactions and you're like oh there's there's no way like i i could totally see through that in real life and then you can't you, you literally can't it's just you can't explain how they do what they do like he i don't know there's this one thing he did where he made like a stack of cards shrink without like touching them and then what like, he, yeah and then he drew on his hand with like a sharpie and he put an x on it and then he removed the x and then threw it on somebody else's hand across the room without touching them and i'm just like i'm pretty i'm pretty sure like witches are real and he's one of them <laughs> that's the only explanation if, if you don't say that actually on the podcast, black Sharpie X's are just going to start appearing all over your body until you, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to when I intentionally put them on the backs of my hands when I was straight edge for <laughs> two years. Or as an homage to cause. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. May he rest in peace according to Mike, the ruler on Instagram right? <laughs> in like, in like May. Wow. <laughs> that was quite a day when everyone thought cause died. And nice. I was like, nope, I'm good, guys. Wow. That was crazy. Speaking of quarantine, I, I guess it's sort of ramping back up. I don't know what the hell New York's going We're wearing do, masks in the office again. Yep. What are some of your favorite quarantine pickups or, I guess, things that you've been sent as, as you are the, the first mate of Flow Team? Um, uh, no, I've been, I've been shopping. You know, I mean, I'm, relatable. I, I shop and I, <laughs> and I unload. He's so a man of the people, everyone. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm all about a good deal. Like one of the grails actually that I bought in quarantine is a Prada uh, techno nylon suit. So they do essentially, it's like a stretch suit, but it's not a really shitty one. Like it's a Prada one. So it's kind of iridescent. It's sort of a core item they make, but it's like it retails for I don't know, something like 2,500 or like 3,000. And I got it wow. from Ukes for like 500. 
And nice. I mean, I've been wearing it so much. Like, and I bought a nylon tie that literally cost, I guess, fifty dollars less than what I paid for the suit. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I guess if you're gonna, if you're gonna go, you know, whole hog, then you just gotta get the tie and the suit. It evens out because you're still paying a lot less than you would for, you know, the suit at retail. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a crazy time for like suit buying during quarantine during hard lockdown, which is, you know, insane, but I'm not necessarily the most normal person in the planet. Uh, and yeah, I, I stocked up on a couple of um, tailoring items. Very nice. Are you a regular suit wearer just throughout the week? Um, it depends, you know, okay. like I might wear like a sport coat or something. Like I got one of those um, fear of God oversized California blazers. I think John Mayer is wearing a few and like his uh, new music video and he's worn a couple on his Instagram. It's just like, it's really Miami Vice, uh, 90s Armani era kind of inspiration. Just super Those are like- crazy. Yeah, it's it's like a viscose kind of khaki. So it has like a slight sheen to it. But mm. yeah, I think, you know, I, I've, I've worn suits around places. Like I, Stussy makes a pretty good suit. Um, they have, you know, the sport coat. Fun fact is uh, Nin Shuang, he was the old design director for Stussy for a while now. It's uh, this guy named Israel. But the Brian pant, which is like their elasticated waist trouser, it's actually mm-hmm. named after my friend Brian Carandang. Wow. He used to work for Nin um, and Stussy and Maiden. And uh, he was like one of, you know, the most uh, popular shop dudes at Totokayo in Seattle, RIP. Filipino skater guy, uh, super chill, super cool, and pretty much is known for wearing like a pant like that, except his are probably like Comme des Garçons or like Margiela or something. But <laughs> there you go. And he's Brian wow. with a Y. So shout out to Brian with a Y. Fact. That's an unreal legacy. I want to yeah, that's huge. Named after me. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I just joined that echelon. Stop shouts to 18 East. So <laughs> I have a pair of the Gorekis. I need to cop a pair of the jeans. Yeah, they're good. That was fun, a funny story how that happened. I actually did get yeah. a pair of those, but um, when we had the drop cast, we had Antonio on, and um, I just kept on complaining about how he just only had one pocket in the back of his chinos and a lot of his trousers. The Gareckis have the two pockets, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the one pocket is just kind of annoying because then where am I going to put my phone? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a back pocket guy for sure. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Congrats on the pants. Thanks. You know, I think some, some people want, uh, some sort of monument or statue. I'm good with a pair of pants. <laughs> Honestly, I'd, I'd prefer having an item of clothing named after me to, <laughs> to the other one, but yeah. Moving when are down we going to see, I was going to say, when are we going to see um, like early two thousands NBA draft suits come back into style? Have you uh, paid attention oh, like, to a like Vermont runway in the last five years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to get them in that horrendous, like, weird like what is it it's like a cotton blend that just hangs terribly off of everyone like it can't be well constructed it just has to look it has to look like you spent like twelve thousand dollars on it but costs about two to make that's that's so that runway i mean you know it depends you know because it's like you you think about Shaq and his penchant for like white sleeveless suits and there's a very thin line between that and like rick owens oh absolutely where it's like oh this could look super chic and then or it's like, oh no, you actually look like Shaq at the ESPYs with like no sleeves on like a suit a lapel. Oh, I want the Shaq suit. Yeah. 
That's what we're wearing to the potties, the, the yearly <laughs> podcast awards that we are inventing to award ourselves something. It's like um, the JD Power Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Chevy invent the JD Power Awards to give yeah. themselves awards? Yeah. That's that, crazy. Was that the history? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I you don't know, know your that. JD Power Award history? <laughs> I don't know. Are you kidding that, me? Yeah. <laughs> For someone whose initials are JD, I always <laughs> maybe I should join JD Power and Associates. Is that are they hiring? Is that a firm? <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, the yearly task is just award the awards to different Chevys. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go like off the map. You gotta infiltrate and then like undercover award it to like a I don't know Toyota Prius. <laughs> big 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 Chevy is gonna come after you. Uh, gotta watch out. <laughs> It's all fun and games till they award it to like a Camry or something. So it's all fun and games till four out of five dentists agree or whatever. <laughs> oh, that fifth dentist must just be angry as hell. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. That, Are you uh, just kidding me? That old movie, 12 Angry Men, just yeah. <laughs> one angry dentist. <laughs> like who, who is the Simon Cowell of dentistry? That's like the one guy. That's yeah, like, the no. holdout. No, this toothpaste isn't good enough for exactly. me. It doesn't fit my standards. It's actually, I bet it's Tom's of Maine. It's Tom's literally Maine. Tom. That's like, no, no, no. You have to I once got, uh, I think it was a Tom's toothpaste, but it was like lavender. Was it like la- lavender, lavender? Not to be confused with Tom of Finland, which is something totally different if you That's Google true. them both. The angriest high snobiety comment section anyone has yeah. ever seen. It's, it's wild. What was it? It was it was lavender and like like a like a root vegetable. It was disgusting. And yeah, how do you start like your day months. with like a scented candle in your mouth? I don't know. I don't know why I bought it. It was terrible. Like I you're a man of taste, so you, you taste it taste. a lot. Yeah, not good taste. <laughs> Is that like the beetroot toothpaste? Is that the one? I no, it was like lavender and um, leek. Maybe I don't know. It was horrendous. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it was not good. You at all. you made the conscious decision to purchase this. I did. Yeah. Well, I needed toothpaste, and it was like the one that was left in stock for good okay. reason. I mean, that was scary hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Bringing us back to our list of questions, Gian, how has your taste of clothing changed during the last year with quarantine? If it has changed. If it has changed. Um. I don't think it has changed much. I'm pretty consistent. Okay. I mean, I'll, you know, I'm pretty consistent in that I'm not consistent at all. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's a good way to be, you know, cause I've never, I've never ascribed to a uniform. I just sort of like what I like. I gravitate towards variations of it. And then it's like, okay, I like this because I used to like X or if I like X, then, you know, I might like this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I keep it as varied as ever. Um, I'll, I'll discover new brands. I'll try new stuff out. Uh, and, and really being able to go to stores and try stuff on again helps because then you're, you sort of have a better idea of what fits and what doesn't. Um, I will say, well, everybody was like sort of buying sweatpants, you know, it's kind of weird to go towards like hard clothes again. Like I bought jeans, um, work pants, uh, you know, aforementioned tailoring, stuff like that. So it was just more like, you know, shopping for stuff I couldn't wait to wear outside and now sort of wearing <laughs> it in like a some regular rotation you got like what two and a half weeks of getting to wear it outside yeah <laughs> and you gotta go much. back and Before we go back inside <laughs> yeah then it's you know just gotta either flip it or just put it back on the real reel and um you know hope hoping goes to a good home or something 
Yeah. What are some new brands that you have discovered during quarantine that you've really enjoyed? Uh, Daryl Brown. Uh, super, super sick. I love his pants. He does, um, he does two. He does one that's like sort of like a dicky shape. And then he does this one that's um, like this Japanese sort of cotton cargo, super wide. Cool. He makes really cool work shirts as well. And it's, it's pretty affordable, right? It's always, yeah. always um, describe what he's doing as like kind of like essentials for people who don't want to wear essentials on their chest. Is like that fear of God essentials or normal yeah. essentials? You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself make a brand that says essentials across the chest. Yes. Uh, you know, no shots to essentials. I think it's great. I think Jerry's business model um, is really amazing. And I actually love uh, Fear of God's seventh collection a lot. Um, and yeah, so I think what Daryl Brown does is great because he makes these really amazing, you know, go-to workwear kind of inspired pieces. And um, they're, they're pretty accessibly priced considering that they're all made in USA and he's like sort of a one-man show when it comes to that uh and then I've been you know diving into some of the newer Bodhi stuff her collection pieces aren't aren't so much the one-offs but um when she started doing like the collection proper she's been making sort of fun ways to really get get into the brand like there was literally um started making these sweatshirts that have like a really boxy silhouette but then the sort of graphic quote unquote is made from like a vintage pennant that is oh, cut cool, out cool. into like a Bodie logo. And so that's how she's able to sort of retain the handmade nature and the codes of like what she wants to do. Like mm-hmm. she did the same thing with a t-shirt this season where it's like the Bodie logo or you know the Bodie name is spelled out with like vintage pearl buttons. Oh wow. So that's it's really cool. Nice to have I think like I saw that, that actually. Yeah it's sick. And it's and then I think everybody not everybody but something I've been seeing is like the crochet sort of sweater vest that a lot mm-hmm. of dudes have been wearing as, yeah. as a layer. Um, but yeah, so that, those are two. I mean, I, I, I can finally afford Bodhi. So <laughs> congratulations. To, uh, that's, that's elite. That's, company, that's right? aspirational. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a goal to be able to uh, comfortably kind of buy it without, well, I still, I still sell stuff to sure. offset the cost for sure, but you know, I don't have to like eat ramen. I can eat, you know, a rotisserie chicken and some like well-wearing rice body. that I cook. Right. Exactly. For Saint Laurent dudes, it plays into it because they just don't eat and they get to cop their stuff at price. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, so there's that. There's also this Japanese brand named ML Vince that um, I got this insane bag from. And I think they got cease and desisted uh, to stop making it. But it's essentially a Birkin. Like, oh wow oh no way really like a nylon birkin oh my gosh with the inside That's sick. <laughs> yeah when it has a zip top and then like the inside is a orange oh that's supposed to be like an ma1 bomber but um yeah you can probably see the inside the pop of orange in there oh my gosh it, i mean it's essentially it reminds me of the ready-made version which yeah cost as much as like an actual Birkin, except this one was like 300 something dollars. Um, oh, wow. I actually found out about them from, uh, you know, that, that, uh, there's that kid, Vandy the Pink. Yeah. Who has the burger brand. Funny story, he's from Virginia and I'm from Virginia. And so right. when I was home for the holidays not too long ago, I, I just like hit him up on DMs and we just like got Korean food together. Oh, just super that's nice awesome. guy. Uh, but he put me up on the brand. And so shouts to Vandy for that insight. I think what he's doing is really, really fun and really cool too. Cause yeah. you know, it's like there was a whole bootleg kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. One of like yeah. the last high snob articles I wrote was this about this guy, John Lopez. He had a brand called 
I never heard of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like the uh, fuck off Jordan ones and fuck off mm-hmm. Air Force yep. ones. So I think he stood out from that sort of Malou as well as Vandy. And like, I think Vandy's the one that's created the most cohesive universe. It is, it's just perfect social commentary for oh, everything yeah. that's going on. Um, so I, I really appreciate how well thought out and considered his brand is. So I think that's one Absolutely. of the newer ones that I'm definitely like, yeah, he's, he's doing something right. I actually bought a burger ottoman like two months before he announced his. Oh, wow. I found an Etsy seller that hand makes them in New York and ordered one for my new apartment. And then he announced it like a month and a half after and that. Then, but then you missed out on the chance to order the Yankee cap one. Yeah. Yeah. I actually do have a rug gun um, so I could make the Yankee cap one if, oh, nice. if need be. Wait, he made a Yankee cap ottoman? Wasn't it a beanbag? No, the Yankee cap. It was a different guy, right? It's um, a different guy. Yeah, he okay. he made like a wood frame, used a rug gun from actually the same seller that I got mine from, um, made all the panels, put it on it, and then it's like a storage unit, the button on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I saw that, but yeah. So yeah, never been to NYC, but yeah, going to make the Yankee. That's fine. You know, I'm a, I always say the Yankees belong to the world at this point, and like the Mets are still like New York's team. Yeah. At least the Mets might might be getting good in the next couple of years, seeing as they've like changed ownership. But well, it's sort of a point of pride that I've never been to Yankee Stadium. I've been to so many Mets games, but you know, I'll get invited to a Yankee game and I just won't go out of principle. <laughs> Why do you? What's what's the hate for the Yankees? It's just you know, but you mainstream. It's it's the Yankees are the world's team, and, and the Mets are New York's team. Okay. That's that's sort of how I draw the line. Yeah. Like well, Jay-Z think, made a Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can. That that too, you know. Uh and well Spike Lee as well. But um yeah, to me it's just like living here and then having gone to the Mets game. And then also being from DC, where I'll go to a Nats game as well. I'll just sort okay. of choose my loyalties. And I think sure. baseball is such like out of all the sports, it's the most superstitious. Yeah. And so if like if there's one thing I'm gonna just gonna dig my feet into and like it's a, the, the weirdest hill I'll die on is I'll probably try to never go to a Yankee game. Wow. Respect. That's, that's rare for a New Yorker. Yeah. We're sending Aaron judge to kidnap Gene and drag him <laughs> kicking and screaming to a Yankees game. Bring him as to camp. Speak. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll go, I'll go to the Mets games all day though. Uh, so again, on, on the topic of clothes, your, your Instagram fit picks are incredible, right? Thank you. How do you build an outfit? Like, how do you, do you just kind of like throw it on and then it's like, I'm just, you know, this is the fit for today. Or is there a deliberate process or a, a, a thought process that you follow in creating it? Yeah, no, nine times out of 10, it is like throwing something on, but if it does start somewhere, it's really just like, what's the one sort of thing I want to build the fit around. Like today mm-hmm. it was like the sweater vest and I'm like, okay, let me think of what I can rock it with. Um, if I get something new, it's sort of, you know, it's like the, the meme of Zach Alphanek is counting cards and the hangover or like the <laughs> telenovela um, woman, you know, doing yeah, yeah. The math. It's sort of like that. Just thinking of like all the ways that, you know, w- what can I wear this with? What can I balance it out with? Uh, and then just from there, you know, some people start with like the shoe. I don't really start with a shoe. Sometimes I might, but it, it really is just like, what's going to be the hero piece of the sort of fit? And then what can I build? To either complement that or take it to the next level. Very nice. Yeah, the, the curation on the fits is always very well done. 
Thanks, man. I have to spend a lot of money to uh, get there. <laughs> you so, got to keep up with appearances. Yeah. But not even that. It's just, you know, I always like to say every like decent wardrobe's built on a foundation of like expensive mistakes. <laughs> hey, I was on unemployment all last year. Didn't save a dime of it. <laughs> My closet is popping now, though. Of course. I mean, you know, there's uh, a reason why Foot Locker's uh, stock went up 20% when the stimulus went out. And, you know, the, the, a lot of people spending money. I mean, Hermes have the best gear ever. Like luxury hasn't yeah. slowed down in terms of, you know, the, those big fashion with a capital F houses. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. crazy. Growing up in a uh, like semi-affluent uh, neighborhood, hearing stories about the, the moms in the neighborhood having like two or three credit cards, a fourth credit card their husband doesn't know about, or they think that their husband doesn't know about, but they know about, and then having a fifth credit card their husband actually doesn't know about and buying things on all of them and maxing them all and then like figuring out how to pay them off is insane. It's, it's bonkers. It's actually crazy. Yeah, that's funny. Because I mean, I, I only recently got out of credit card debt. And so now what I like to say is now I use credit cards like white people use them, which is I use them, max out the rewards <laughs> and then pay them off in full and on time. Yeah. I, I love those YouTube channels that are just like completely geared towards maximizing rewards points, on credit cards yeah, yeah. points guy i see yeah. tiktoks like how to scam gas stations and get like infinite what? gas points yeah well you're oh, like using the stuff. number right i it's have no idea we're talking about this because i actually um one of my, scammed a gas station he robbed no, a gas one, station. Of, one of my credit cards <laughs> right now has like an insane cash back on paypal purchases oh um, no. No. i've just been just you know i bought the Louboutin meals on them i've been buying most of my john's purchases on this card and paying via paypal just so i could get that insane cash back and uh, yeah it's paying off dividends because then i'm just going to use that cash back it's residual john's the discount yeah yeah that's wow that's thinking on all cylinders right wow spectacular what card is this i want to know <laughs> it's it's a discover if you must know okay they give you like five percent cash back on certain things and that's so right crazy. now it's paypal purchases and i'm like Oh, well, I mean, if I have to, yeah. (laughs) Gian, massive question coming up. Um, You know, major cornerstone of this podcast experience. What is your favorite thing to eat for breakfast? Uh, Are we talking like on a regular day or just like if I could pick anything? Because I'm on a smoothie sort of thing. Sure. During the weekdays, but, you know, on the weekends, I mean, it's like a waffle with like corned beef hash. That's a pretty ideal breakfast right yeah. there. Or it depends because I'm also just like a bagel with salmon and, and uh, cream cheese and capers. Mm-hmm. Like the whole classic the you know, everything bagel. Yeah, the schmear. You have well, a waffle maker in house. Squeeze it and then take the Ooh. excess cream cheese out. Although I just discovered, so there's people who like scoop their bagels out so that they hold the cream cheese better. It's like the I don't like bagels. that trend. I don't like that trend yeah. at all. I think it's disgusting. You lose getting bagels for potential podcast. The bagel. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I did try Cynthia Nixon's bagel order recently though. What is that? It's literally just the lox sandwich with a cinnamon raisin bagel instead of like a regular bagel. Is that good? It was fine. You know, okay. I can see why why you would like it. I mean, I personally like sweet and salty tastes anyway. So mm-hmm. I just figured because um, what's his face? I saw the, uh, the artist Andrew Quo tweeted about it, and I'm like, oh, I forgot that was like a mini controversy. And so I decided to just try it. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It's not okay. for everybody for sure, though. 
I have a terrible memory. The last time I had corned beef hash, I was super hungover and I ate it and it was way too greasy and just like mm. felt horrendous for like two days. Oh yeah. No, I like, it has to be like from a greasy spoon or something like that. Like, yeah, the last time I, I just, had it was uh, at, like a diner. I like love diner food. Yeah. Um, but this sound I'm old though, is that like, um, I will bring my own maple syrup. So I don't have to use any of like the high fructose corn syrup prep or I'll order it to go or like get it delivered so that I can use, use real syrup. maple syrup. That's that's a perfection. Do you carry around the bag, or I'm sorry, the maple syrup in your bag? Yeah, I have like little it's tiny like, to go ones. Like Buddy the Elf in hmm. Elf. Yeah. Okay. He's got to have that personal genius. supply. That is that is very smart. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get the one that comes in like a leaf shape, and they're like portable enough. Yeah. But yeah. True. It's yeah. like a flask, but for maple syrup. 100. percent The thing is, I, I learned that from somebody. I didn't invent that. Okay. I was like, okay, I see. I feel like a heathen. I actually, I do enjoy the the high fructose corn syrup syrup. I can't yeah. do it. Once, once I tried like fresh maple, I, don't, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't go back. I've tried the fresh maple. Sometimes it's a little headachy to me. Like it's a little too strong. Oh, you got to find the right ones though. But I, I like that. I suppose some so. of them are potent. And then yeah. some of them, you know, it just depends, right? It's straight from the tree. You, you know, you never it know is. what you're going to get. Unless it is. I took a syrup making class as a, as a young lad at my local nature center. That's out, cool. Out here in rural michigan made some oh, syrup yeah you tap the tree and then you yeah, bake it tap off the tree awesome. and like get a gallon of syrup or a gallon of sap and you get like an ounce of syrup that's amazing it was it was a good time i was probably like six or seven <laughs> damn i had to do that anyway gian next question it's a friday night during the summer let's say this upcoming friday night and your schedule is completely open no no gcal invites how are you spending your evening um, it depends if, if something good is out on HBO max or not, if, if there's a movie that I haven't seen yet or, um, okay. are you a big movie buff? You know, I, I am a, I'm a cinephile, but I do like to partake in, in film every now and then. I mean, I'm certainly going to watch many scenes in New York when, when that, uh, comes out. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge comic nerd too, like even before the MCU oh, let's go. and all that. So, I mean, I watched the suicide squad. That was actually surprisingly good. Yeah, I liked it. Wait, do you also save movies for plane flights? 100%. Oh, let's go. I found somebody yeah. else who does it. Okay. Uh, I've been called crazy for doing that. No way. It's like I, I yeah. used to, when I, whenever I read Monocle, it was always on a plane too, because that's the only context I felt like it was appropriate to read that magazine. Because <laughs> it's not like something that I would just ever consciously like buy and then read at home i'm just like i feel like the only place you can read this is if you're en route to somewhere else like that's <laughs> the only way that this magazine makes any sense where they're talking about you know 50 dollar like teak bowls and then like especially jackets that are like a thousand dollars and then all of a sudden they're talking about why copenhagen is like the new soft power for fashion they uh they made a book recently right monocle i think they have a book series because like, when okay. i was at high cool. snob our book our two books were at the same publisher as monocles yeah but um yeah but yeah that's the only so, time i'd read that but now but now it's movies as a comic nerd and raw comic books what are some of your your favorite series uh, oh man well i really like uh tani sukkot's run on black panther okay that was amazing i think Rembert brown did a couple of on that too um Mary H.K. Troy, too, one of like my mentors and just someone I look up to very dearly in the sense that she worked at Complex and like 
wrote comics. She had a run on Lady Deadpool. That was amazing. Um, that I think was one of my favorite stories from her. And then Matt okay. Fraction's run on Hawkeye. Yes, I still have great. all of those upstairs. Those uh, are incredible. They're so good. But one I've been getting into, I mean, Saga, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, there was these artists on Image named the Lunar Brothers. They had a series called uh, The Sword that oh, I was a huge fan that. of. Um, I was a big Image Comics head, especially Will C. Portacio, who did a comic okay. called Wet Works back in the day. He was like one of the original founders of Image, kind of underrated Filipino guy from the Bay Area. Uh, but his comic was called Wet Works. And um, it was about like these symbiote soldiers that fought vampires and werewolves, which was pretty sick. Uh, and then like I liked a lot of early like Jeff Brown before I, I went to like, I mean, like, I didn't go to San Diego Comic-Con. I went to like SPX, which is like the small press expo yeah. in Maryland. So, and then like Desert Island, I used to live, uh, it's the comic store in like Williamsburg. I used to live right across the street. So I would be picking up, like there was a comic I read. Um, it's Annie Getzinger's Girl in Dior, which is a really, really good one. It's literally a graphic novel. I think it was originally in French about um, Christian Dior and like this oh, cool. model and this girl who like, you know, grows up in Paris and wants to be a Dior model and then ends up becoming one of the models in like that first influential new look show. Oh, cool. Okay. Wow. Really That's sick. really cool. Yeah. I mean, I can Have go down you, so uh... many rabbit holes, like Osama Tezuka. We haven't even touched like anime. So, yeah. But I have to New JoJo season of... got announced New JoJo today. season, yes. Very exciting. Um, have you read, are... if you haven't read it yet, have you read East of West? It's Jonathan Hickman's. He did a run. I think it started in 2014 or something like that. But it's this like weird future, like space cowboy odyssey thing. It's it's bizarre. And I, I'm not doing a great job of explaining it without giving everything away. But it's this weird like political drama set in the future. And there's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse are real. It's wow. bizarre. It's beautifully drawn. The covers are gorgeous. Like the writing is great. The political drama is really good. I I would, if you haven't read it, highly recommend it. I have to check that out. I mean, I've been really busy with um, the new X Men comics. So I read, uh, you know, Ed Piscor. Are those good? Yes. So Ed Piscor did Grand Design, which is like a nice little compendium of X Men stories. Ed Piscor blew up because he did like an illustrated history of like hip hop as a graphic novel okay yeah yeah, and so what he did was like marvel hit him up to just take several decades of um x-men canon and just give it his own treatment and uh it's really good like i got that uh to sort of catch up to where the x-men are now but then uh the new like house of x powers of x series just blew my mind um are the new x-men comics good because i i I was super into x-men especially x-force um, and just completely fell off in terms I think, of like I think they're really them. sick. I think okay. um, what got me back into it actually was uh, Kyle Lang from Brain Dead was just telling me about how cool. good the new uh, X Men comics were because it's like him and cool. I connect over that sort of stuff. And so when he did, he did like a Wolverine collaboration, and um, two of the Wolverine arts, he, he used two specific specific images. One was from like the Max Keith run. Wolverine just looks like super gnarly and like 90s uh bulky and then yeah todd mcfarlane's x-men it's like todd mcfarlane's wolverine where i think he's fighting the hulk or venom and like the reflection of the claws but um house of x powers of x one quick thing there's a guy named tom moeller who essentially is this insane belgian designer and creative director 
but uh, a lot of the visual language for House of X and Powers of X came from him. Oh. Uh, and he used to work in fashion, I believe. Like, wow. Who put me onto him was um, uh, my friend Gabe Ricciopo, who used to be the creative director of Need Supply, like in the golden days. And he was like, oh yeah, this guy's doing comics now. But um, so Tom Mueller essentially created this whole visual language. And like, I'm a typeface nerd for these sorts of things, like, you know, NASA graphic standards manuals, et cetera. He created that for Marvel. So oh, wow. in the That's new amazing. X-Men series, there's like a language that traces back to like this mutant island of Krakoa. But I think like the history of that is that it first existed in like the original giant size X-Men that introduced like Wolverine and like Thunderbird and like, Sunfire and essentially like all the non-white X-Men characters came mm. from like this particular run. But um, he created like a new language for like this particular island uh and it just goes super deep into how he set up all like these visual codes and it's really cool to see you know that kind of high-end aesthetic and care put into something as seemingly trivial as like the chapters of a comic book or like here's like the title scheme and how that's going to you know be implemented into the narrative overall um and so as someone you know who's who's recently become a so-called corporate creative and i'm looking at like things like you know brand manuals and like how standards and this is just like tickling my fancy in, in a brand new way and i'm just like i find myself nerding out about how consistent you know these visual codes are and just how uh, deep the language goes from like a super cerebral level when are we going to get those like horrendous faceless corporate like uh not animations but like figures at your uh your current position you know the ones i'm talking about i'm not speaking Which out of ones? my ass those horrendous they're like slightly bulbous all rounded corners no faces it's just like side oh silhouette. gosh yeah i work for an ad agency so you know like 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 uh like etna or something like that or uh i forget the company that makes them it's like i'm just gonna look up corporate uh you're talking about like the little uh, blow-up dolls that like pretend like they're dancing in the wind because those are pretty fun i was talking about the ones online where it's like the consulting companies it's like we care and it's some, like some shitty faceless drawing like holding a plant oh like like the sort of like the, the facebook care logo with like holding something yeah oh like the, the basic like silhouettes of people yes yeah. exactly i i literally looked up corporate illustration people and it's like exactly what it is i'll set it as my background on yeah. zoom so we can all key into it you know marvel yeah yeah i don't know if you'll ever see that coming from like a big sort of retailer kind of company especially when you're you know in, in the fashion game i'm not really sure it is that's an like, ironic thing yeah that'd be crazy maybe, maybe balenciaga yeah <laughs> yeah wherever den is at he'll i'll pull that one um oh geez oh Classic. i see what you mean yeah yeah i mean <laughs> I, I see those in my dry cleaners <laughs> Not necessarily, uh, you know, in, in, in my current position. I as obsessed, a, oh, I'm sorry. As a, a Johnsman yourself, how often are you at the dry cleaners? Ooh. Um, it depends. You know, I mean, sure. I definitely, I'm on a first name basis with, with my dry cleaner and I've, and I've brought enough stuff to get hemmed at this point where, you know, he's, he's just given me some free, Hey. Uh, hems or whatever, oh, or like nice. fix stuff for free, uh, and so um, probably on a good month, like I would say, like 
every other week is a pretty solid sure. estimate. Very nice. For me, it's just been post wedding this summer. Yeah. Um, you know, got to hit the dance floor. I might get a little sweaty. It's also summer too. So it's like, yeah. you know, I'm bringing like camp collar shirts and, and a lot of like dry clean only. Yeah. Stuff that you can't throw, throw yeah. in the wash. hundred percent. Um, there's a bunch of like vintage Tommy Bahama silk camp collars that float around eBay and grailed and whatnot that are notoriously slept on. You can get them for like yeah. 20 bucks. Oh, one spectacular. of my favorite camp collars is actually uh, in and out merch. Really? There's an in really? Hawaiian shirt with like Corozo buttons, uh, a gigantic in and out embroidery on the back. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I think it was like 50 bucks. It was like not. I love content. weird branded stuff. My favorite piece in my closet is a Power Rangers promotional jacket, denim jacket from 1994. It was a live event that they did in collaboration with Nabisco. So it's got like a big Nabisco logo in the corner um it's oh, wow. just super weird i got it for like 30 bucks off of ebay i've never seen another one pop up in my life uh, a guy tried to buy it off me at a grocery store one time it's wow. one of those pieces that there's no reason why it should exist but you're happy that it does i'm sorry it's, it's it turns out it's 75 bucks the internet hawaiian shirt but how dare you still exists. Gene, are still you kidding available. journalistic integrity out the window <laughs> at least i corrected myself yeah, true. true that's uh <laughs> That's rare these days, but wow, that's a really cool shirt. That material looks beautiful. Silk. Ooh. Silk Very nice. The embroidery on the back. I'm honestly surprised beautiful. that's only $75. Yeah. You know, it's like the burgers. It's a great quality, a great deal. It's a fair price. I hate their French fries. I'll just come out and say it. Their French fries are cardboard with salt. Oh, I hate it. You got to get them animal style. I got them animal style. I, I like it's not fries at that point. It's nachos, but potato. Disco fries. Fair. <laughs> well, I guess they need gravy for those. I mean, I don't know. I'm not Canadian. <laughs> All right. Bringing us back into the questions. Gian, you are one half of Mule Boys, a mule man yourself. What initially got you interested in mules as footwear? Uh, the convenience. You know, sure. I think the whole Mule Boys thing started when, when Noah Thomas and I had, had the drop cast mm-hmm. and um, you know how it is. We, we, we couldn't necessarily make like a separate Instagram for the podcast itself, even though we advocated as to like why we should, but it was one of those things where it was like, okay, well, you can't make one under like the high stop sort of name. Um, and then people just started sending us photos of their feet and well, not people, it was very honestly dudes. Like Quentin Tarantino in, in uh, you know, Boston's or whatever. Uh, and it started with like a photo of, um, I think I was wearing like the Gucci river mules, which are the horse bit sort of Boston, a Birkenstock Boston looking ones. And then yeah. I was wearing, I think a pair of Burks and um, then, yeah, it just sort of popped off from there. It's been going for a couple of years now, right? Yeah, it has. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I've followed the account for a while, but it's, you know, as a fellow fan of the the shape, footwear shape myself, it's always good to see just how many are out there. Yeah, and I just hate open-toed shoes as well. You know, so it's like I want to have the comfort and the ease of being able to take things on and off. And I mean, you know, I'm Filipino. I grew up in an Asian household. So it's like the first thing that you do when you arrive home is leave your shoes at the door. Sure. Uh, and then during quarantine, it's just so easy, right? Oh, yeah. You just had like a bodega run or grocery run and you would just sort of throw them on and go. 
are there any grail mules that you haven't been able to track down yet um i mean i think the original lv nego ones are still up there uh i just got a pair of the rick birkenstock bostons oh nice uh you know those went crazy in price yeah those are hard to find now Um, yeah those were on discount for a long time and then i think people realized how cool they were i saw someone dye their pair clip oh really yeah they they bleached it they bleached the fur and then dyed it red it actually ended up looking really cool. It was on the Arizonas. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it yeah, turned no, out got, really well. I got the, uh, the Extendo Clip Bostons. Very nice. <laughs> Those are nice. Just super long buckle. Um, I do like the Jill Sonder ones, especially because, uh, you know, they chose to do the Berlin. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. It's like I don't really think that I need another pair of designer Birkenstocks. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. also another pair. I mean – I think my my grails are still like the new balance yeah know? yeah those like are the 990 oh, okay. that do you have on for them? yeah they haven't brought back yet i do, do have you... eBay alerts on nice and i they always pop up in random sizes never never mind mm. <laughs> that's how it goes yeah, yeah. big into kiko asics and i wear a size 13 so it's always half of them didn't get made in a size 13 so it's always a it's always a process but do you have the the foam posit meals Oh, the clog posits? Yeah. Um, clog posits. My, my posits. They, they, they were called the clog posits when they, they first were. came out. And now yeah. they, they started to call them something else, like the the solo slide or something. Okay. I don't know why they changed it. But, clog um, posits, pure gold. I had the, the digital camo ones. They're somewhere nice. in Virginia in storage. What a shoe. What's yeah. the uh, the address of that storage unit? <laughs> the, oh, it's at my parents' house. Perfect. What's the address of your parents? What's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> not? Uh, no. have, so far, there's no edits to make. So it's, uh, you know. it's 55 Nunya. 55 Nunya. <laughs> Lovely. Gian, what makes the perfect mule? Like out of out of your 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 top of your top of your head, if you could rattle off like I don't know three or four features that make the perfect mule, yeah. what would they be? Uh, you know, backless, comfortable, and then just, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like the iPhone where it's sort of designed to be taken advantage of <laughs> like in the same way that, you know, a cracked iPhone is a signifier of luxury. It's just like a beat mule that still looks good, even though, you know, you've worn them out in the rain still qualifies as like a goat level mule. I think it's, yeah. So I, I would say like a degree of versatility mm, well and like hardiness of the materials so are you anti-backstrap then not anti-backstrap um i just think that you know it sort of defeats it's it's, you're crossing over into sandal territory at that point i was gonna say i only like mules in sport mode yeah so no uh no no bottega puddle mules for you i have those okay Um, yeah the i think that those those are fine i'll count those as a clog Sure. Okay. People forget that, you know, chop the back boys, to show dominance. Also, <laughs> yes. Well, those you can just slip in and out of because it's elastic. It's like a okay. rubber clog. Um, I actually wore those in like the rain and then I, I washed them and they are they're super clean, just like nice. with like dish soap. Oh, very cool. One of our good friends from the podcast, a very active member of our discord, just saved up all summer and he finally got a pair of puddle boots. So very, yeah, very I, I would say I, I like the clogs more than the puddle boots. But same guy yeah. who made Saul's hat, actually. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. 
Okay. Big question. Um, might ruffle some feathers. Gian, you're offered a lifetime supply of sneakers. You can't resell them, but you can never wear mules again. Do you take the deal? Any shoe you want, whenever you want it or any, any sneaker no. you want. No. No. Damn. Quick answer. Yeah. I, I um, respect the, the swiftness. Variety. I mean, Huge respect. It's like, it's like, that's why I like mules because, you know, I'm not always in mules, but it just is more options. Absolutely. Okay. And you, you had a collab. Mule Boys had a collab, correct? That's right. We actually are working on another one. Wow. So that's with, exciting. Uh, with a third party that I think everybody should be excited about, but uh, it's, it's with DMA once again. So will they be made in big sizes? I'm hoping so. We don't have, we got, just got samples in. So okay. those should be good. And we also have um, socks. I can reveal that. Ooh, and they're, they're specially made breaking socks news. For, for mules and sort of shoes. They also but, don't have a back on them. Yeah. They, they do. Oh, they don't. They, they, they don't. The socks do have a back on them. Okay. Yeah. Backless socks. That's, that's up next. Free ideas, people. It's like a toe condom at that point. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Gian, what can people do to elevate their style past the point of seeming like a poser? Um, just own it. I mean, you know, I think we're past the age of posers now where, you know, everything is just a Wikipedia article or like, mm-hmm. you know, a high snob article or some sort of Samataro post Shout away from everybody being like, you know, an expert of everything that happened in the last five years. Mm-hmm. um tiktok helped with that too yeah mm-hmm. I, I think really it's like you know let me let me think of a way to say this it's like if you're in into it and you're enthusiastic about it right it's like you can tell who's like ahead and who's just like a busker who feels like oh, i'm wearing this because i feel like i have to wear this as opposed to i wear this because i'm into into mm-hmm. this like this is actually a reflection of things that i'm into versus this is a reflection of the things I I'm pressured to feel like I should be into. Sure. Yeah. Well said. Very well said. Okay. Talking about the first mate of flow team, what is the craziest or most unexpected item you've received on flow in your, in your career? A bicycle. Wow. Yeah. I got a, I have a bicycle. It's a fixed gear that I still actually ride to this day. Uh, and somebody was just like, yeah, so if we have bikes that were seating. And I'm like, yes, done. Who oh sent you gosh. a bike? That's crazy. Uh, it's uh, It was like one of those DTC like bike companies. Okay. Yeah. So, Take it to a shop and they assemble it. Well, you assemble it yourself. You just like, oh, assemble wow. the wheels. Um, the cranks are on there. So you just screw the pedals on and the headsets on there. You just sort of screw in the handlebars. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and I mean, crazy. I, I was, when I lived in DC, I was like huge into bikes and fixies. Like I built two uh, frames from the ground up. And so this one is oh, just wow. like, supposed to be like my beater bike. And then now uh, it's like sort of my go-to. That's super cool. That's crazy. Goodness gracious. Does it ever get to be too much where it's like, I can't, I can't accept stuff right now. Um, you know, if it's free, it's me. <laughs> so. I think that's a good policy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like there's stuff I'll, I'll say no thank you to, you know, if someone asks sure. if I'm into it. But, um, you know, it's it's certainly like a, a privilege to, to be 
on the top of some people's minds and to have people just being like, you know, I think you should have this or I think you would enjoy this. Um, so, you know, I think, um, and I, 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 I give stuff away. I feel bad about like yeah. selling stuff that I got for free, even That's though nice. I had to do that in my past life. And now, you know, now that I'm in a position where I don't necessarily have to like resell stuff to pay rent anymore, then it's like, mm. you know, I can just bless other people. Yeah. And we've been lucky to, have a couple friends of the pod send some stuff out. It's just, yeah. it's a huge honor to be, yeah. to be chosen to, to wear the product that they work so hard to well, design. Let me know your guys' sizes. And if anything lines up, then, uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, you can be on um, the transitive flow team, the probably what, what transitive property of flow. Let's trickle go. down. Yo, Reaganomics flow of team. flow. Yeah. <laughs> Reaganomics of flow. All right. There's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so well, for thank anybody you. That's listening, very kind. I'm a medium. I'm a 33 in pants. I'm a 9.5 in shoe. No, um, I'm an extra large 34 in pants, 13 <laughs> in shoes. <laughs> so, Gian, you're you're very well read, well spoken. Um, we'd love to get your opinion on this. What excites you the most about the future of fashion? And I guess maybe the flip side, what doesn't excite you about the future of fashion? Um, I think what excites me is just how democratic it's been and just people really wanting to um make things that are more niche because that's what they're into mm-hmm. and i think fashion as a and i'm not just fashion in general but just clothing as a means of connecting with like-minded people certainly hasn't gone away i think that's what Bodhi is about to a certain extent that's also what so many of the brands that you know we continue to champion now 18 east all cap studio uh, you know, Vandy. It's more just about, you know, finding uh, your tribe and every tribe sort of has uh, shared values and, and a shared sense of style. Like not everybody's going to wear something the same, but they appreciate things for similar reasons. Uh, and, you know, what I don't like, I think, is, um, you know, people feeling like the arms race of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's just like a Russ Bankson, who uh, is amazing. I learned so much from him um, when we worked at Complex together. He was our old sneaker editor and just the former editor-in-chief of Slam. You know, he, he, he sort of uh, really has some great commentary on sneaker culture and just how much of a, you know, sort of game everything's become. Oh, my gosh. How, um, yeah. I mean, because here was a guy that just like loved sneakers and like loves things right as much as me and it's like you know you want to talk about somebody who has like a storage locker full of insane grails he does you know and he he has a genuine passion for things and um to see someone like him who had this enthusiasm for what sneaker culture used to be or what like being enthusiastic about sneakers used to be and now to see him just sort of be like crestfallen at the state of things certainly uh, makes me think about all right how can i continue to find excitement in it and like where sort of the uh the brighter side of things but i guess you know i i I suppose i'm sort of a john's optimist in that sense where it's just like okay certainly it's not we're not saving lives here and you know it's not so you know having and liking clothes is not an entire personality trait, but it's about the underlying factors of that 
and just like the sort of reasons why people like things that they like that continue to fascinate me. Very well said. Very well said. What is your goal in the world of fashion? Uh, I think just to make space for people who look like me and think like me and might like some of the same things and to have fun along the way. If I can do a little bit of that, then sure, why not? Perfect. Very well said. Expertly said. Yeah. So you've written two very successful books that have either defined or documented street fashion. How will street fashion kind of continue to change? How will it evolve um, going forward? I mean, you know, I think street, street wear, street fashion, street culture, whatever term you want to ascribe to it, it's more a mindset and there's more like a specific movement uh, and subverting the sort of main fashion system mm-hmm. than anything. It's, you know, it's not a specific aesthetic. I think the brands and the sort of creators that are driving the zeitgeist are going to change. Uh, I think the idea of what it means to own things will change, whether it's secondhand or markets like Depop people selling stuff on Instagram to digital ownership. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm like 50-50 on NFTs and crypto, but I do get the idea of, um, you know, Bobby Hundreds just wrote this 5,000 word um, essay about like the street is not really a street. And he sort of talked about the whole metaverse and its roots in, in science by culture and how, you know, in many ways ownership now is like, you don't really, you're not as excited about receiving the physical sneakers as much as you are when you get like the got them. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's the thrill, the thrill of the the cop. Exactly. And so that's part of what he's getting at where our relationship with the euphoric hit from consumption and the physical product, there's sort of, there's a widening gap there. Hmm. And um, it'll be interesting to see how, that sort of develops. I mean, do you guys know that there's off-white bitmojis now? Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Like, it's wild that you can have, (laughs) like, my bitmoji right now is wearing Ralph Lauren and Jordans and Levi's. Yeah. I (laughs) changed my bitmoji outfit for the first time since, like, my freshman year of college I still don't have a bitmoji. They scare me. They legitimately scare me. Yeah, Saul, you you have, like, the blank face on Snapchat. Good. But it's so funny how, you know, the metaverse is even stretched to that. And then yeah. you know, there's Animal Crossing, which uh, I got into via my girlfriend. And it's like, you know, I'm trying to find cool outfits there. And then now there's all these, there's that cottage industry of like Animal Crossing custom makers mm-hmm. who have like, you know, one for one reproductions of everything from like Undercover to CBG to like Craig Green or what have you. Just yeah, like I've seen like outfits. that. The first yeah. thing I did was make a, uh, CDG play shirt and post it Amazing. to our as a meme on our yeah. on our podcast. So I think that that idea is going to be super interesting and how that evolves. Um, I think Fortnite and did you guys see the Ariana Grande concert? Because I saw the Travis Scott one. I think what they're doing in that yeah. space is is wild. Uh, it's unbelievable. Just, like try explaining that to someone in the 1920s. Try yeah. explaining that to somebody in 2006. That's true. Like, it's such a recent development. The era of collaboration is like beating itself into our heads. Yep. Like, triple collabs are becoming a mainstay now. I mean, I mean now, now McDonald's regularly has like, you know, a branded meal 
with an artist. Yeah, that's so, that's I think going to be a, a going thing moving forward. Um, yeah, which is the, it's like the simplest, but at the same time dumbest thing. Because yeah. like before Travis Scott, I think Jordan was like probably the only other one that had a meal. Like you could yeah. order the Michael Jordan meal. Michael Jordan meal. Yeah. When's the Blade meal coming? We need the Drain Gang. <laughs> co-signed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Di- it's just. Zan. <laughs> I was going to say it's a, it's a 78 ounce McDonald's Sprite and you have to drink the whole thing. Well, and a small like- water also for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's 78 ounces of Sprite, but they don't give you a cup. You have to hold out your hands. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But yeah, the era of collaboration and you see it in big names, like obviously Nike, uh, or Jordan brand, Travis mm-hmm. Scott fragment. And then you see it in smaller names too. Like we just saw the, the brain dead Kiko Asics last yeah. week, which it shows it's, it's going top down from, from the big names to the, to the smaller names as well. For sure. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, with brain dead and Kiko, that's just like sort of the OG um, way of collaboration, which is mm-hmm. just like, homies working together. And I mean, I think it's cool. They can do that and then still get, the crazy lines that they yeah. got with um, oh yeah it was wild the they threw a party afterwards stories. yeah it's crazy yeah the picture of it was it was kiko it was kyle and um i can't remember his name but he's the creative director at or marketing director something high up at asics and uh, uh, was it colin brickley yeah yeah man literally yeah, has my dream he's job an og he's uh yeah he's he's been doing it for a while you know it's like yeah. I just had a conversation with him. Um, I mean, I think he's, he's been one of those, you know, he's like a corporate creative who's been in that position for like almost, well, I think longer than, than Soul's been alive, probably longer than the both of you have been alive. <laughs> I'm 14 years old. <laughs> that's so. the thing, right? Is that uh, that's what I'm learning. Like the older I get and the longer I'm in this industry is just the importance of open-mindedness and how that pertains to longevity. For sure. I mean, you know, I, I mentioned Russ Bankson and there's a lot of people that I've had the pleasure of working with um, who are older than me and have, you know, progressed into other facets in this industry. And, and if anything, right, you asked my goals were, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you guys is because I know that there's a lot of young people who, uh, you know, are just starting out and definitely listen to, to you guys in, in your community. And it's like, you get to a certain point where, you're like, well, where do I go from here, right? Because not mm-hmm. every career trajectory is like up, up, up. Sometimes it's stagnant or sometimes you reach a point where you're like, you know, I'm good here. Like this is my baseline to like maintain. And so starting a fashion podcast is pretty much starting at the bottom and remaining at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> starting at the bottom and plateauing. Yeah. yeah. As um, they say. I don't know. You probably don't remember this at all, but it was right when we started <laughs> the very beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um uh, a friend of ours from Deadstock Report, because that's how Saul and I were introduced to each other, was yeah. through the through the Slack on Deadstock Report. We both wrote for it. Uh, David Wong, yeah, he, high snob intern. Yeah, high snob intern. He he like DM'd us. He was like, "I told Gian about the podcast." Yeah, <laughs> like thanks so much, I, bro. I, it's been on my radar, you know. Oh, wow! So huge. I don't I don't know if I follow, but I might lurk. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, Speaking... I thought the name was brilliant. So <laughs> Thank pretty, you. Pretty funny. Speaking of high stuff, I think David Blaine would appreciate it as a card official. As a, as a cardsman. Yo, yeah. You got to get a magician as on the card. 
<laughs> yeah, see that there's a lane. There's like no fashion and magician. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna make your your entire paycheck disappear. <laughs> yes, 100 percent We're all fashion magicians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's actually funny? Um Oh my God, I'm dating myself, but there was literally like a member on Style Forum. His username was Magician and he was literally a magician. And I remember there was like a Style Forum meetup and like, oh my God, was it like 2012? Who's this guy in head to toe CCP? It was not 2012. It was like definitely like 2008. It was before like the mid 2000s, which is how far ago, like how far long ago it was. I mean, it, it was like when like, Odin Vok was still a brand and like I think Robert Geller and Alexander Plokov were still doing cloak etc but yeah he was like doing and like remember B-Sun you guys probably, oh, uh, probably before your time but that yeah, name that is like ringing a, a weird a bell they made like hoodies that like had like a they covered your face but not in like a bape way it was just like a mini gator in the middle okay it, it was like hoodies with thumb holes and like early days of Boris Bidyan Sabiri anyway so uh, that's how, you know, this magician guy dressed from Stockholm and he was like doing magic tricks at some gathering of Stockholm nerds. So that's kind of crazy. Imagine that's like, really cool. In, like super preppy gear and like band of outsider shirts and APC petite standards at common projects. And then dudes in like Rick and all these other culty golf ninja brands. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're hanging out. Are there yeah, any there was a uh... literal guy doing magic? Are there any Sounds brands about right. that you're, or brands or trends that you're kind of glad are gone? Like, I really don't see like Common Projects Chelsea boots anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but the Achilles is just still goaded. You That's know? true. Uh, you know, you know, like I said, it's like I don't really count anything out per sure. se. I think everything sort of ebbs and flows, but then that's the thing about trends is that you know some people are like, oh well, uh, it's it's like that Doug Funny episode where everyone starts wearing like the sweater vest and like the khaki shorts and he's just like no i'm not wearing this to be training this is just who i am and i feel like some people might be on that train where they're like oh well you know skinny jeans are out but those are the only things that look good on me because i'm like you know i'm built like eddie slaman and so for that person you know those those are just the correct proportions Mm -hmm. that they should be wearing and it's just like that works for them so that's why i sort of think that sure like something may be more dominant than the other but it's never like fully out it just depends on who can pull it off all Mm -hmm. the time versus when you know it's acceptable for more people to try to like dip their toe in that Mm -hmm. it's 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 sort of you know a fashion uncanny valley yeah when i think that's that's the thing for pants right it's like there's a certain point where your pants are you know unacceptable and acceptable and then unacceptable but cool or like acceptable but cool which is sort of where you you would put i guess the 16 inch hem which is like the baseline yeah before we get too far away from it uh communities in general we do have a community that we have dubbed lovingly the happiest place in fashion Uh, discord um and we usually leave it up to our guests on our guest episodes to give us a keyword or a key phrase um to dm to us at pair of kings that people can dm us yes that people can DM us on Instagram at Pair of Kings Pod if they'd like to join. We set the bar pretty low. You've just got to listen to an episode. Um, Gian, if you wouldn't mind, would you give us a uh, word or a phrase or something to DM us if people would like to join the Discord? Uh, 
or just any word or phrase? Anything. Anthropomorphic. Ooh, there you go. I don't know if I can spell that. All right. We'll know it if we see it. Yeah. So DM us anthropomorphic if you would like to join what we have deemed the happiest place in fashion. That's the word I learned in like third grade or something like that. So I, I, it's it stuck with me for some reason. Do you have it like tattooed on you now? No, I don't. That'd Maybe be a cool one. Should. You have a quite quite a few tattoos, right? Yeah, I noticed the the yeah. the in inside finger. Oh yeah, blog yeah. life. Blog life. There you go. I took the what term are, personal brand a bit literally. What are your some or what are some? Excuse me, of your favorite tattoos, and do you have any that you regret? Uh, no, I don't. I think you know, regrets or whatever. It's like if you get a tattoo, you're already just making a commitment, and then it's just a whole big to do to be like, oh, I don't want to, you know, to get it removed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always, you know, I always say that you regret something you didn't do more than something that you did. It's like you learn from stuff that you did that maybe wasn't the best decision, but you're still, you know, you live with it, and it's just part of accountability, right? Mm-hmm. We're just like, okay, yeah, that wasn't the best decision at the time. Do I regret doing it? No, that's what I wanted to do at the time. I followed through with it. Uh, and then you learn from that versus like, oh man, I wish I did that, you know? Yeah. What are some of your favorite tattoos? And do you have any that have like a deep significance? Did you get any just like, I'm out drunk and I want a tattoo? Uh, I think pretty much 95% of my tattoos <laughs> are same day decisions. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's not like a, you know, I'm not super precious about them. Like, I, there's a sequel to Blog Life that I got on the back of my left arm. It says, you've got mail that I got on, like, Sailor Jerry. <laughs> um, on Sailor Jerry's birthday, they do, like, free flash art. And so okay. I have, like, a couple of those. Um, I used to work with uh, this guy, Nick Schoenberger at Complex, who uh, is at Nike now. But he's, like, a form, one of the most knowledgeable people I know about tattoos. And so anything I would... Uh, ask or any anything I would need to know about tattoos he definitely knew like he's literally written the book on like some of the prominent tattooers but um yeah if he said that it's legit to get then I'm like okay cool I just took his word for it very cool that's awesome yeah and then also have a shark actually from the same sort of Sailor Jerry Flash I think Theophilus London got it on his neck like a couple weeks after I got it on my wrist which is super funny whoa He's biting. <laughs> Shark bite. Yeah. Well, you know, to be fair, it is just flash art. So anybody could get it if they want. That's true. But Gene had it first. <laughs> Theopolis, come on Doubt, the pod doubtful, but... for the for the return episode, Gene versus Theopolis. Sauna oh. are the mediators. <laughs> for what tattoo off? Yeah, sure. Hmm. Whatever. Hold... You guys talk about talk about clothes. Yeah, talk about tattoos. Me beat. Uh, you know, I love, love talking about clothes, but yeah. I want to hold like a, like a fashion debate, but instead of being a moderator, I just want to be an instigator and just make it like <laughs> as personal as possible between the two people. That'd be, That's yeah, the I'm, goal. Just bring up like bad old fit picks and stuff like that. Oh yeah, exactly. Wait, are you going to let him say that about you? Are you kidding? Like who me? So I was doing hypothetical. Anybody. Yeah. 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 No, I'll be fine. I'm sure I have some terrible fit picks, uh, but who doesn't really? I don't think I've ever taken a good one, if I'm going to be honest. 
you know, you, you, you got to miss a few shots before you start really just learning how to dunk. There you go. I learned how to dunk last summer. I did. There you go. I lifted legs every other day and willed myself into dunking. I did it twice and then I never did it again. <laughs> got it on video and I said, okay, there we go. That's I it. You have it for posterity. Exactly. Um, okay. I think we're, we're about ready to start wrapping up the podcast. We have one major question left. I'm going to let Saul ask it because it is his birthday. Oh, sure. <laughs> so Gian, without further ado, this is a question that has been asked of every single pair of Kings podcast guest. Um, no, we'd love to bring you into the fold. Not, not a single one. We've asked this to everybody shamelessly. Um, uh, it's made people laugh. It's made people cry, tremble in fear, what have you without further ado. Gian DeLeon, if you had a year to eat a wooden door, hinges and doorknob included, do you think you could do it? And if so, how? A wooden door? A wooden, wooden door. door. Just hinges like, and doorknob included. Just like a fine oak. I could not do that. You don't think you could do it? No. no. Why not? No. Uh, splinters. Okay. You can, you can do whatever you want. So you can do whatever you like, like you to can, the door. You can sawdust, you know. If I but if I had to do it, it's just do, do you it? think you can? Do you think you can? And if so, how? This is a triumph of the human spirit. Yes. I would probably just yeah try to like grind it up and then maybe just like turn it into some sort of fine dust or like ash, okay. and then turn that ash into some sort of pancake like how they do in Africa with like the mosquitoes, and they just turn it into a fine paste. Mm. And maybe just do it that way. Door cakes or door waffles. You said you're yeah. a waffle man. I think they're called like mosquito cakes or fly cakes. That's what they do. They like that's so interesting. Take oil in pans, and then I guess there's like certain seasons where there's just like these hives and just shits on a mosquito flying around, and they just smash them all into like wow. the pan, and then they make them into little patties, and then they fry the patties. And I think I would do that. Those to have to be so high in protein. I'm imagine. sure they are, and I'm sure they, yeah. they are not the best tasting things. Um, I, I would have to think about what I'm going to do with the hinges and knobs, though, because sure. that solves the wood problem. Yeah. The hinges and knobs. I don't know if, if I can melt those down to something, because I don't I, I don't know how you can eat metal. So Typically, that also solves. You know, that's another quandary in and of itself. So, so the wood's covered. The metal. That's tough. It's tough. Because you can't swallow it piece by piece, where you probably could like swallow something like a paper clip. But even then, I don't know. You could rupture something. I I wouldn't. I'm built different. I just wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just eat it one day. Yeah. Yeah. Open yeah, my mouth the, and put it in. There you go. The, so the, the wood isn't the hard part. It's the metal. Yeah. The the go to answer is that. melt it down and like take it in a pill form. Like a oh, little yeah. like a like metal a little- BB magnesium yeah like put it into a mold where like if you ate a bb every day we're not advocating for eating doors you know it's important to mention that is there everything we say is a parody or one year 365 days or 366 if it's a leap year you have you have have a year to eat a door that's the thing yeah oh yeah probably the pill form like magnesium or something or like iron Ooh, actually, that's a smart one. Is that you could probably make like some sort of grape nut type of cereal because when, Ooh, when just, that's what grape nuts is already. Say, 
exactly it already <laughs> tastes like wood but when they say that there's like iron in yeah. cereals there's literally iron there's like trace amounts of iron mm-hmm. in there so maybe that's that's a an approach now it's it's a really it's a benefit like okay we're putting cereal. balls of metal in your cereal yeah because we love you yep. and we care about your health yes so i think that might be a, an interesting approach it's just like let's make you know a cereal out of the door and just add trace amounts of oat or like wheat into it to essentially have like a weird type of raisin bran or grape nut type cereal. i'm i'm over your pocket or i'm over your shoulder excuse me like the the butcher's daughter dropping bbs into your into your meal jan <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is probably that. already a thing in la <laughs> we're probably late to the game if i'm being yeah. honest I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure they sell this era one <laughs> <laughs> probably with that being said though we are, we are completed. We are done with the main event of this podcast. We have the closing ceremonies, which are real quick. First off, song of the week. Gian, this is an ongoing segment that we've had going since the very beginning of the podcast. We have a playlist on Spotify that we add our own picks as well as our guest picks every single week. What have you been listening to? One song. We'll add it to oh the playlist. Or two, you know, if you can't. I have, I've been listening to Donda. Can't add I, that we yet. can't add I, that i know <laughs> we I put know. a we put a story and i used like the typeface closest to the spotify and it was no child left behind and like i did the picture and we have swipe ups now because we hit we're we're past 10k and i did swipe up to uh the gummy bear song like i am a oh, gummy yeah. bear this is the most swipe ups we ever got on anything by like a factor yeah. of 50 and uh, people were someone so bad. T- someone told us, I oh hope God, God strikes you down where you stand. <laughs> that was the best one. Wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, if 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 Donda was an option, I mean I would be torn between either uh off the grid or uh new again. Okay. Yeah, I totally I mean, know are, what those are. But my, my two top songs off that album so far. Um, but I guess. If we're not, if we can't do that, what else? You have to pick normie music. Normie music. music. Um, If you're not going to get struck down by God where you stand, what are you picking? (laughs) Oh, my God. Man, now now you're putting me on the spot because I have to, like, think about what else I've been listening to that isn't this really unreleased album. (laughs) Um, Ooh, probably Tyler, the creator. Okay, I've been listening to "What's Your Name" a lot, or "Juggernaut" That's a classic. Off the album. I was considering "What's Your Name" is well, my. It's, uh... it's either "What's Your Name" or "Jug." It's 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 up there for me. Yeah, it's a great project. All right, Saul, what's your pick? Uh, very easy pick. I listened to it six times today. Band by Lil Wayne. Nice. You've been awesome. on a big no Wayne ceilings one. That that no. lighter flick every single time I hear it, I I didn't listen to Lil Wayne for years. I don't know, like two years. Because that's I was on like, you, man. It is. Well, he's he was like supporting Trump, and I was like, I don't oh, like that. Yeah. So it, I stopped listening got, to him. It got weird for a while. Yeah, but I'm I'm allowing myself like I'm weaning myself back onto Lil Wayne, keeping my distance. He sure. just has ridiculous. I I just he is hysteric. It, like he's so funny. He's it's incredible. Like just the formative years being he like says, a seventh grader and discovering uh, rap music. 
Uh, she loved to rock my mic. She said, there's nothing like performing, man. I'm in love with her grill. Call her George Foreman. Incredible. <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> man is like a time. comedian every time rapping, but it goes so hard. I remember the first time I mean, exactly where I was when I heard a Millie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I think, think I was experience is, is just like where to be a fly on like the wall when the whole way just realized that real G's move in silence like lasagna was one of like the hardest bars of all time like was all he time. in the shower where was he <laughs> that's like imagine? achieving enlightenment <laughs> yeah exactly it's like it's like isaac newton discovering gravity another thing with a g can but, you imagine being lil wayne's roommate and you just all of a sudden hear yo and lil wayne i got it out, covered in soap just like right. dives for a pen just <laughs> i gotta write this down <laughs> Like, can you imagine being the joint that inspired that lyric? Incredible. What strain was that? Exactly. <laughs> Spectacular. That's, got, that, that's these are the real questions. It's like, yeah, what, what kind of what, what was the joint that he smoked before coming up? This could be like that bar, an investigative podcast. If you're looking to get back into the game, yeah. Oh yeah. Moving in silence like lasagna, by G and Daily. Story. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe genius will pay for that. I do have to say the the one the biggest crime that Lil Wayne ever committed against the world of music was bringing Gutta Gutta into the world just for the line and I got her and we're grocery bag. Mm, in, Worst uh, bar of all time, Bedrock. Bedrock, yeah, dude, that is that is some Gutta Gutta. I put it under. I see me with a no Stevie Wonder. Yep, she don't even wonder because she knows she's yeah. bad. Terrible. Terrible. What's gotta gut up to these days? I don't know. Purgatory for dropping that bar. <laughs> <Are you> kidding. <laughs> yeah, Our grocery bag is just the uh, yeah, I don't know. Horrendous. John, uh, what about you? Um, the line that ruined his career. <laughs> yeah, that was it after that. I never heard from Gutta Gutta again. Uh, uh well Donda's not out yet. And I don't like that, so I'm going to go with I Don't Like by Chief Keef. Okay. Without Kanye? Yeah. Okay. Just the, just the classic. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'm right across the lake from Chicago, so I might have to head over to Soldier Field for for the third Donda listening. Did they drop tickets yet? Uh, on the 20th, so okay. two days. Um, and I'm actually going into Chicago that weekend for a family reunion, so yeah. might be might head out there a day early and go say what's up to yay do you think uh kanye would would recognize you you think from sunday service yeah do you Um, think north would listen uh uh saint and i made faces at each other or saint excuse me i thought it was north part of me i got to go to sunday service in detroit because of a friend from dead stock report actually and we got friends and family tickets somehow being neither friend nor family of the kardashian west (laughs) family and um Saint and I made faces at each other. It's a great experience. There you go. Yeah. But time to wrap up this pod. Gian, thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to speak with us. It means the world that you, you gave a little old pair of Kings a chance. We really appreciate it. Um, this is my the, pleasure. This is fun. means a lot. Uh, the floor is yours. Plug your socials. Tell the people where they can find you, what you're working on, all that jazz. Uh, Take as much time as you'd like. Yeah, just fo- follow me on, on my socials. It's my first name and last name, J-I-A-N-D-E-L-E-O-N, both on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, see, see what other projects I'm cooking up. Yes, indeed. On, uh, 
got my irons in, in, in a lot of fires. Do you play golf? Are those literal irons? No, I was talking. It's a blacksmith reference. Oh, no, I, I got you. Yeah, Saul, you haven't into, seen every season um, of Fortune Fire. Swords. Yeah. That show slaps. I want to see Gian like 80 pounds heavier with a mustache and beard on Fortune Fire. That'd be insane. <laughs> that show goes so crazy. I love it. Yeah. Or even better, Gian as he is now trying to make a sword on Fortune Fire. <laughs> Are you no making experience. swords, Gian? No, I wish. Okay. That was a joke. Okay. I got excited. My bad. Yeah. That'd be sick. Though. I, w- I would love to like apprentice for somebody from Forge and Fire. That'd be. Yeah. There's a well, lot of that like. That was like one of my YouTube K holes for a while, actually, was like that guy in Japan that was making literal knives, knives out of anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a classic channel. Have you Great. guys gone down the uh, the uh, the horse hoof repair videos? Or the, I the see him on hoof? TikTok. Yeah. I see him on TikTok. Oh my God. I'm so deep into those on, on, on YouTube. <laughs> Oof. It's. It's so gross, but I'm enthralled. It's incredible. How it goes. Oh my god. The the gross out interest. Yeah. But go follow Gian. His his socials will be in the title of this podcast. So just look at your phone and you'll be able to go see you where go. you can find him. But once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It was a blast. We really appreciate it. And uh we hope that our paths cross sometime again. For sure. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Solly boy, you want to take us out? Yeah, we've got a, a few quick thank yous. Um, that we do to our uh, Patreon subscribers or our Patreon patrons. Still trying to figure out exactly what to call them. Probably patrons. Um, yeah. yeah, our patrons. But we do have a Patreon. If you enjoy what we do, uh, you can subscribe and get an extra episode every week um, and others. I won't go too far into it. But quick thank you to all of our, um, excuse me, lobster deniers, our, 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 highest i guess reasonable tier um quick thank yous to jaboop dom Choi, itai gang kayla mccormack young def gabriel emberton mitch morton charles heller t mill marquise william rushman joaquin mountier and yannick uh, for their continued Thanks, support everybody. as always i am saul thompson you can find me on instagram at saul thompson i'm joined each and every wonderful week by my even more wonderful co-host oh thank you i'm john hogaboom you can find me on instagram at john hogaboom and thank you I should say once again um, to Gian for, for joining us. It's been a, a long time coming since I think he was probably the first podcast host we ever tried to get on um, chronologically. He's probably he must the, have been. one of the first people to hear about the podcast. Yeah. Who we didn't directly know. Yeah, it's probably true, whether he wanted to or not. <laughs> yeah. um, Shout out, David. <laughs> so much for coming on, Gian. It's been yeah. an absolute pleasure. Um, Thank you again to listeners old and new for tuning in. Uh, as always, this has been the Pair of Kings podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Pair of Kings Pod, on Twitter at Pair of Kings Pod, on TikTok at Pair of Kings Pod. And you can also message us with business inquiries or if you just want to email us at Pair of Kings Pod at gmail.com. Don't hesitate to reach out, join the Discord, engage with us. We love to hear from you and we love all that comes with it. Um, we hope that you have a very, very great Thursday. And as always, this has been Business as Usual, Tom Foolery as planned. Have a great Thursday and wear what you like and like what you wear. Thanks, Bye, everybody. everybody. Bye, guys.